0: Kimba, I got Kimba. I'm addicted to Kimba. What's a Kimba? Hi Hi there, me Kimba radio broadcast season two, episode three. Hey, baby. First thing before we get into it, because it's very exciting news, I was able to fill in on air at our local classic rock station here in South Florida, Big 1059, after one year, four months, and 14 days of being off the air. But who's counting? The longest I had been off the air since 1987, you heard right, was six months. So it felt so good. It it, it was a, a fantastic couple of days, and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to do it, and I hope I get to do it again soon. While on the beach, figuratively and literally many, many a news story has come over that I saw a a common thread and reminded me of many incidences in radio. The three stories are Andrew Cuomo, the royal family, and Pepe Le Pew. And I know you immediately think, of course they all go together. (laughs) Strange combination, but still, not as strange as shrimp in your cinnamon toast crunch. It's A theme about harassment and how prevalent it can be in the workplace, specifically in radio, because that's my experience. I'm not going to be naming names of either parties in some instances because these will not always be my stories, but a lot of them are. It's not about bashing, and you may think it is by the time this cast is over. It's really going to be a factual account of everyday stuff. That women experience. And in this cast, I'll be talking about real stories about women in radio and things that happen on the daily, pretty much. The legal definition of sexual harassment is if a superior makes advances and is denied, retaliates, maybe doesn't give a promotion, maybe somehow finds a way to get rid of you. That's the very succinct definition of it. And it still makes me laugh because it's not a very easy thing to prove. None of that is easy to prove at all. There are other, some subtle, some right in your face, forms of harassment. And my stories are from, again, the radio world. Comparison one will begin with Pepe, the cartoon skunk who would often accost a cat, would always somehow, the cat would always somehow get a white stripe on it by accident, and then Pepe would pursue her thinking it was a female skunk, and he would always grab her and try to kiss on her, and... Some episodes, the tables would turn and she would suddenly be like, yeah, all right. And then he wasn't interested. Sounds familiar. If you don't know her, the cat's name, you are not alone. She didn't have one for a very long time. She was retroactively named Penelope Pussycat. But the creators didn't even feel that she warranted a name as prominent as she was. I know a lot of people, I saw I saw the comments and the post and the memes, a lot of people were upset that Pepe was being removed from a film. And I saw memes about something to the effect of how Elmer Fudd would shoot things and animals and you don't see people doing that because they knew it was wrong. However, big difference in the time that that cartoon was out and especially at the height of its popularity. It was rather accepted in society that it was okay to grab or touch a woman without her consent, whether you knew her or not. It, it was a way different time, you know, that maybe he's trying to conjol and she's playing hard to get, that kind of attitude. And you think about some of the men who recently have been accused of such behavior, whether it's Cuomo or Weinstein, Lauer, even Cosby, they're all – you know, sort of in the same age group where this cartoon was in their youth. And and they were kids when this stuff was acceptable to do. And that thinking is still around. And it happens to this day. I have a female colleague who would do broadcasts at, say, a Hooters or Twin Peaks, one of the female-oriented server type places. And many of the male clientele would come up and put their hands on her, whether it be to come up and put their hand around her waist and want to take a picture or try to hug her and and just come up and do it like it's okay. I have another colleague. If she would make a mistake on the air, her superior would come up behind her and start poking her in the back while saying stuff like, Why did you do that? Didn't you know that was wrong? I think they call that assault, by the way, I'm just saying. And he would have never, ever done that to a man. And you might think, oh, well, just say something. Well, it all depends. Sometimes if you say something, he'll say he was just kidding, and then you're a problem because you can't take a joke, even though it wasn't a joke and everybody knows it. Or if you go over his head and you complain, you're a problem. As women, oftentimes we really pick and choose how to deal with this, the Andrew Cuomo allegations are so familiar to so many of us. The alleged conversations about hand size and dating—do you, you know? Would you date someone older and, and that kind of stuff? We had, uh, and I say we because there were several women employed. And we had a male colleague that would, to any female employee that happened to wander in his path, in his vicinity, would say something to the effect of, oh, you look happy this morning. Did you have sex last night? Or, oh, your skin is glowing today. Did you have sex recently? Just really skeevy and most definitely unwelcomed. Truly, most of us ladies in radio have a really good sense of humor. But ew, dude. Like, really? And what made it even worse was that he had a wife and two young daughters. I can only imagine if his daughters were 20-something and came home and said, oh, dad, one of my older co-workers uh, wanted to know if I had sex last night. Yeah. Another guy loved a hug. And There's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but he hugged full body and lingered a little longer than he should have in the hug, and then he would start kissing your forehead. Sounds very Pepe-ish, sort of. It was just a wee bit too handsy, and I know that a couple of these guys that I've mentioned did have HR complaints, but I, I don't know what kind of discipline in any, because all I know is that they were still there, and to my knowledge, never really stopped their modus operandi. I had something happen to me twice, which is just I I don't know, it's caused some very analytical thought process going on. The dress code of most radio DJs leaves much to be desired. You have the people who really, really dress down shorts, flip-flops, they may or may not shower before coming in. And then you have the majority of us who dress. It's just very casual. It's usually jeans and a top type thing. I mean, you're in a studio alone for hours, so comfort was always key. A lot of this was before cameras, but even still, it's it's a very casual type of thing. The first time it happened, I was really one of the few females in the building, but one of the only females on staff. And I would usually wear jeans and a blouse. I wasn't a big t-shirt person. So it was usually some like something like the top more converse, maybe a Doc Martin type boot, maybe sandals. Well, one day I wore a dress could have been a sundress. I don't recall. But I do recall a very high ranking guy in the company, not necessarily my station in the company, saw me and said, Oh, wow, Kimba, you look like a girl today. Now you may (laughs) <laughs> laugh at that comment now, like, Oh, that's funny. But I was like, what? In my head, my response was, and wow, you look like an pole every day. But I knew I couldn't say that out loud. I mean, he didn't say, Oh, you clean up nice. Or I mean, he specifically said, Wow, you look like a girl today. And here's the thing, think about it. My hair was the same. My face and my makeup were the same. The top of the dress probably could have even resembled more of a blouse because, like I said, I didn't really wear T-shirts. Wearing a bra. (laughs) The only difference was that I was showing a little bit of bare leg. And now, because of that slight change, I look like a girl. So what did I look like before that? Intrigue. Years later, very similar thing happened. Uh, A supervisor said of some event, are you going to dress like a girl? You may think I should be checking my wardrobe. But at this point, mostly all of my coworkers were female and we all dressed virtually the same way. We had more of a dress code where um, not so much jeans, it was like more slacks, but you could wear jeans, top, again, blouse, shoes rarely did I or any of my colleagues wear dresses rarely did we because again we're there alone and we're more for comfort than we're not doing a fashion show there yet he made that comment to me and no one else which to me lends to something else being at play which I finally when I connected the dots of these two things I think it has it had less to do with how I dress let me put it that way There was another supervisor who used to repeat a phrase that a male DJ used to say all the time, which was, women in radio, when will the experiment end? Yeah, sure. It's pretty funny, except they they didn't really mean it as funny. Say it and laugh about it. But And the part about that that was more aggravating is there is just as many guy jocks as female jocks that don't know what the hell they're doing. There's two different angles with the royal family story that stuck with me. The first is the guy who said that Megan is a big fat liar. He's allegedly a journalist. I'm not even going to say his name. But you see, he said all that. And then you see videos of him saying that he went out for drinks with her. And in those videos, it was soon after. And you could tell he really had a crush on her. And then he was saying she ghosted him and never saw him again. And next thing you know, she's with Harry. But he said how much he really liked her. So basically they went out for drinks he thought it was more than it was and now he you know he's calling her all these the antichrist basically well there's a story about uh i have two colleagues male and female really liked the same artist and when that artist was coming to town she said hey let's get tickets let's go apparently apparently he took that to mean a date even though there were no underlying overtones in their relationship up until that point. It was strictly work friends. They went. He insisted on buying dinner. Uh, They saw the show. And then they even had some drinks after. Had conversations about life. But at some point, it must have occurred to him that she was not interested in him. And this was not, in fact, a date because he started not being as nice not only that evening, but then after that was very short at the workplace, wasn't as nice and and didn't really talk to her anymore, acting as if he had been rejected, which it wasn't a date to begin with. And that, that story was really weird to me because in my time, especially at Zeta, I'm mostly male co-workers and we would go out all the time to see concerts. We would go to bars. They were married guys. Some of them had kids. And there was never any question about whether it was a date or not. We were just co-workers who were hanging out. So that was a very confusing story to me, to say the least. The other royal family connection to this was the whole Kate and Megan against one another. And you know, maybe they really don't like each other, but that's okay. It happens all the time. They are family by marriage, and maybe their personalities don't gel. It shouldn't be made into a big deal. I cannot tell you, though, how many times we lady jocks were pitted against each other. Uh, jocks, male and female, were called every other jock's name at one time or another. Even from other stations sometimes. It happens. Well, there was a a female that was hired to a more prominent shift, and the boss decided that the other female employee who did not get the promotion would obviously have to hate the new girl. Not true. Oh, the drama. So at an event, a guy came up to the longtime employee who did not get the promotion and asked if she was the new employee by name. As I said, it happens all the time, and especially before social media, when pictures weren't so readily available of what a DJ looked like. The boss was standing there and reacted by saying something like, oh, oh, no, oh, like, oh, you called her, oh, oh, no, you know, did a big deal, to the point that this guy starts apologizing profusely to the female he called by the wrong name, even though she didn't have that reaction. She didn't even get a chance to say anything. And, and as he's apologizing, she's trying to tell him, it's all right. It happens all the time. It's cool. But he basically took the boss's reaction and put it on her. And now it seems as though there's a rift between the two, at least as far as a listener was concerned. And that was kind of a crappy thing to do as well. If you have a boss and that's doing that enough, sometimes it translates to becoming reality, especially if you're separated. The shifts are separated and you don't know what's going on and you don't know what to believe. I had a female colleague that our boss worked overtime, it seemingly, to make us not like one another. And it worked to a certain degree that we mainly just avoided each other when possible, thankfully we ran into each other once we had both left that station and we got to talking and then we realized it definitely wasn't us and we didn't have all these differences and we definitely realized that it was him and what he was doing and in fact we had very parallel lives and careers we are very good friends to this day nice try satan then there's the pet names hey baby sweetie honey even hey girl I would answer the phone for Zeta and some guys would say, hey, girl. So every now and again, I go, hey, boy. One guy said he got pissed. It's like, who you calling boy? I said, well, who you calling girl? Oh, come on, Kimba. Oh, so you do know my name. And I'm being snarky. It's really not a big deal. But but it is. If it's a big deal for me to say that to you, then, you know, so I've had I've had many discussions with many male colleagues about this, about pet names. And it really always goes the same way. Usually they're talking to me about it because someone else brought it up to them and they wanted to see what I thought about it. And I tell them most of us hate it. I, I usually agree with whoever they were talking to. And they ask why. And I said, because it's a pet name, usually for a girlfriend or a wife or a loved one. And we are colleagues. So it smacks as more condescending or disrespectful or unprofessional, whatever term you want to put on it. And then they claim... That it's always, they don't always remember everyone's name. So when I can't remember somebody's name, you know, that's when I'll say, oh, hey, honey. And I say, well, I don't always remember everybody's name either. Yet I have never had to call anybody by a pet name. I just say hello. And then they say, well, you know, it's meant as a compliment. And that's when I say to you it is. But how many women do you need to tell you that it is not taken that way? That, it, like, again, it, it's either unprofessional or disrespectful or condescending before you'll stop doing it. You're thinking it's a compliment. We're telling you it's not. Not in the workplace. And then they get mad. <laughs> One guy's reaction uh, was to call me. After this conversation, he would call me a pet name very loudly every time he'd see me. Every time he got the chance, he would do that. And I was like, whatever, dude, that's on you. I don't really care. You, We just had the conversation. I didn't tell whatever you want to do. Another guy, um, a, a male employee had a female traffic reporter, and she would call him and proceed to call him, you know, darling or sweetie. And he would hang up so mad and be like, I'm not her darling. So, so I said, how does it feel? Because he was one of the worst offenders and he didn't want to hear it because it was okay when he did it. <laughs> okay. The only time, the only time that I ever had a conversation, I brought it up to ask a male colleague to stop calling me pet names. You know, I've had, to, like again, I've had the discussions with guys, but usually it was, they were talking to someone else and they were like, Kimba, she said this, is this true? I'm like, yeah, we don't like it. But one time I did ask someone to stop and it was because it was early in my career and it was someone who was a little bit further along career wise and I'm trying to make my way and I wanted to be seen as a colleague and an equal with respect to the fact that we were doing the same thing and I just felt like if I started letting him and all the other guys get in the habit of calling me baby or sweetie that I just wouldn't be taken seriously and that's how I felt. And I just didn't want to be called that because I'm not your baby or sweetie. I knew even way back then that this would not be an easy conversation and may not be taken well, but I knew I had to do it. So I waited until the gentleman and I were alone, and I very nicely asked him to please try and not call me pet names. And I explained the whole aforementioned career aspirations thing, and I just wanted to be taken seriously, and we're colleagues, so, I'd, I'd you know, I'd appreciate it. And when I finished, he turned to me and said, well, what do you want me to call you, bitch? Zoink! And no, I was not re- expecting that response. So incredulously, I look at him and I said, how about my name? And then you could see the color drain from his face because you know he had such a knee-jerk reaction like how dare you tell me what to not call you (laughs) then I added though but if you prefer that nickname I'll return in kind and he never called me anything but my name after that I am still friends with him to this very day and he probably doesn't even remember that incident and it's fine I've even heard some women, oh, it's not a big deal, because it's become so normalized. Women have gotten so used to it. There are some that just say it's to them it's not a big deal. Or I've even heard the phrase, well, nothing beats a failure but a try, referring to the men. They're always going to try. You miss all the shots you don't take. And well, maybe, you know, if you're in a bar or your gym or a grocery store or somewhere out just in, in public. But when you are at work trying to do your job, you know, you shouldn't have to be Ducking and weaving, bobbing and weaving, trying to worry about being accosted by being propositioned or grabbed or touched. And there are – I know it's obvious, but I will, I'll say it anyway. There are exceptions to all of these scenarios i presented. Some people are just known for their use of pet names, and it's kind of accepted by that person. It's just one of those things. Um, obviously, coworkers end up dating – or hooking up? No, I know. One of my points is just because you hear or see a woman let something go or let it roll off, it doesn't mean that you weren't harassed. And it doesn't mean it was appropriate or professional. A woman in our general media field, not on the radio, but kind of in a in an arm of the medium, recently wrote a blog and said that she loved her job even with her challenges in the male-dominated workplace. And as I was reading that, it kind of made me sad because the fact that she couldn't just say she loved her job without mentioning that tells you how trying it can be and how much she felt she had to overcome. And it's hard to hear, you know, why did she wait so long to say something in some of these more Public prominent cases. And this cast is just telling you some of the lighter and fluffier things that can happen on the daily. Most of the guys I mentioned earlier who had the HR complaints are still in the industry and not much about their behavior has changed. I'm not saying they all should have got, gotten blown out, but I'm saying it didn't really seemingly matter. So that's usually why. It doesn't go anywhere except usually against her. Like, she's no fun. She has no sense of humor. She's a problem. And as of late, I'm sure you have too many segments on a slew of shows about this. Women being harassed. And saw a stat that 96% of women say they have been harassed in the streets. You know, the drive-by honkings, the construction sites. And it all adds up. Which is why many of us don't wish to deal with the same while we're at work. But by far, the most annoying thing I've heard. And it usually... I usually hear it right after something like a Cuomo story breaks. You'll hear guys out. I don't necessarily even know them, but I've heard them. Oh, I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm afraid to say or do anything that I might be accused of something. I'm, I'm like, I'm afraid. to. Yeah, you do. You know what to do. You know what not to do. You know what's appropriate behavior and you know what's not. You know body language. I had a male coworker that I hugged every single day because that was our relationship. However, he did not go around and hug every other female in the building. Boundaries, body language. And and just because you can joke and be ribbled with one female employee doesn't mean they're all gonna take it that way. And the reverse is true. You know, you can joke with some guys and some other guys wouldn't find it funny at all. Radio people, specifically the on-air programming, Portion of radio. Very much known for salty, foul language on the female and male side. So everybody has a potty mouth and that's pretty much accepted. However, you may go into the business department and may not be taken so well. It's called Read the Room. Pay attention to your surroundings. Get an idea. I mean, if you go up to hug somebody and their body language is like stiffening up, maybe not. It's not rocket surgery or brain science. But I'm glad that you allowed me to share some of the stuff that has gone on in the radio world. Just to add a little more context to it in general, there is a vodcast version at youtube.com slash her Kimba. Thank you so much for being one of Kimba's herd. And thanks for listening to Me Kimba Radio Broadcast Season 2, Episode 3. Hey, baby! Thank you.